the South Congress podcast. Let's do a, uh, what we call a body check on somebody. So today, I think we'll do it with Reggie. <laughs> my, body, ready, my body is ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Super Party Chat, the podcast where we talk all about the games, industry, and everything in between. The podcast formerly known as What's the Fun in That? We're back from a hiatus. Now, this is a two-person podcast. My co-host for the show is Blurred Box. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yo, um, Blurred Box again. Uh, worked with Captain Vice here a little bit on the last podcast, but we got to move forward and do something together. Uh, like you said, Blurred Box, part-time streamer. Uh, if you're ever interested in checking out the stream, BL3RDBOX, Instagram, Twitter, and on Twitch. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And I am your host, Calvin Vice Quincy, or whatever you want to call me. Um, took a short break. Well, not a short break, pretty long break. Decided to focus on self, life, new career, focus on the family. It's been quite a journey. But, you know, we're getting back to it, back on the saddle, because big things have happened in the game industry since we've been gone, since I last talked to you guys. And so we're here to start off things. But, um, you know, life been kicking your boy in the butt. But I have been doing gaming, and so I got thought. Blur got th- thoughts, and so Blur, what have you been playing? Uh, as of lately, just be at AC Valhalla. Uh, you know me, Monster Hunter grind, still on that Monster Hunter Rise grind version <laughs> 3.0 just dropped. You know, uh, and a low key sleeper that came out of nowhere for me was Knockout City. So, uh, hey, avidly been playing those. The yes. Knockout City is pretty fun. We got a couple of uh, squads in. We may have to see about reaching out to like other discord seeing if they want to hop in get some you know some skirmishes going the knockout city is really fun and so for the valhalla what did you think about the valhalla i know it was a long ass game man uh so i enjoyed it right but after a point you're just like i just want to be done (laughs) you know i i want to i want to see this convoluted story that i'm gonna have to go back and watch a youtube video about to understand where i'm at (laughs) in the universe you know but uh you know technical wise of the game loved it enjoyed it it was fun um you know you know me side quest guy you see me in the stream so it, it's it's very hard to have a linear experience in that game uh but it, it was definitely enjoyable okay that's cool that's cool and i you know was watching the stream checking you out to play like um i know with the most recent assassin's creed games previous assassin's creed games all about the stealth being down in the environment traveling climb parkour the word parkour (laughs) and so this one has a lot less focus on stealth and more about being an rpg and hacking and slash and what is the combat in those systems like for you um 100 would agree uh the days of stealth playing assassin's creed done um i would say the game like you like you said previously leans heavily into the rpg elements um they have stun aspects on weapons and gear uh additionally the gear itself has uh, set bonuses and you can upgrade the gear and then there's all these quests to get other pieces of gear so uh affectionately you can essentially mid-max your character and play how you want to there's no particular way that you're forced to play this game and then all the weapons feel differently when you play so they they did a good job they definitely did a good job that's really cool it's like uh you know opening it up being more rpg getting the items in you know leveling conversations is there any um 
um, sex in the game? Are you sexing down aliens or anything like that? Nah, there's no. Well, I take that back. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but you know, one of the main NPCs you end up having a relationship with, where you, you know, you get a little dirty with, you know, throw some, <laughs> throw some, throw some goat pelts down, you know, do your, do your thing with it. All right, all right. And the reason why I bring that up is because I one of the games that I have been playing is um, Clap Alien Cheeks, the game Mass Effect Legendary. (laughs) I didn't mean to say Clap the Cheeks. Yes, it's like you know the game famous for like letting you romance the wild, not wildlife, the aliens. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, Not just aliens, humans, genetically modified humans to be. perfection and that's that's part of mass effects deal the space opera the space romance it's one of my favorite series ever that has been remastered remade whatever you want to call it it's new not not new it's improved it's bringing me back to why i fell in love with the series all over again it's the original of feeling small of humanity trying to find its place in the galaxy with the systems and gameplay elements that help bring that together it's like landing on a desolate planet driving around trying to find and then all of a sudden you're getting attacked by a giant sand worm and it's like just that excitement for me is still there every time i play the game and then with two you get a sense that they kicked everything in the high gear um everything is bigger bolder the conversations are more Marvel-like, in the first game, all of the conversations feel pretty pretentious. It's like someone will tell you about them and then they'll go on a diatribe about their species and how they continued throughout the galaxy for these thousands of years. Mass Effect 2 and 3, they're like, nah, they just give you the Marvel quip, something happens, you laugh. Like, one of the previous characters from the first game you meet in 2, he was like, yo, Garish, you ugly son of a bitch, what happened to you? And he's like, shit, I had to get out of here because... You wouldn't get no ass in the first game. Now you might actually <laughs> ch- have a chance. And it's like, yo, who wrote this? And it's and the going directly from one to two to three, you can see the changes. Um, and it's real. It's like the characters from the first game. So then you, when you play them in the second game, that familiarity is still there because it's like, it's not the year or two in between. It's like, oh yes, like come on, this is my bro right here. And you're seeing how it changes and evolves. And then with three, it's the conclusion. Everyone's story is coming to an end. I know many people didn't like three. I really enjoyed the game because as I said, it's like everyone's stories is coming to a conclusion. Three has some of my favorite moments in video games because it's like You've been with these characters for all of these hours playing, and then all it's an accumulation of all of their previous struggles have now come to a head, and it's some really big moments, some really memorable moments, and I am still enjoying the game like it's my first time playing it. So uh, I, I would ask you then, what about the series in particular makes it your favorite? What about the first one captivated you to continue to to revisit? you know, the remastered version to play all again. When it's a space RPG in a time when like, you know, every most RPGs are set on Earth. It's set in a very familiar setting. You have your fantasy RPGs, you have your anime RPGs. It's always about Earth. Mass Effect was one of the ones where it's like, not only are we going to remove it from Earth and it's going to be about the space, but it's a shooting RPG. It's like going to be all about the characters. 
many games have taken so many elements from the series. And so it doesn't feel as revolutionary now, but choice-based games um, or a dime a dozen now, but previously it was like, yo, this decision weighs on me because I have the option to eliminate this entire race or I will literally be the savior of this race. It has some grand decisions, some very grand ideas, and it's it felt different at the time. And while nostalgia still plays a big role in it, it's still very enjoyable to play today. And so and w- the, what we're going to do in this episode, we're going to talk about why E3 is so big. We're going to talk about our favorite moments, the things that, you know, the randomness that happens at E3 when you get people out there trying, you know, awkward nerds are now in the public spotlight. Man, we're gonna... mouth breathing all over the place. <laughs> and so we're going to talk about that and why we enjoy it and why it's such a big event. And so... Um, as Blurred said, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, E3, why it's so big. Uh, well, first off, E3, it started in the early 90s as a way for console makers to pitch their product to retailers. And from that early humble beginnings has morphed into one of the biggest electronic shows um, in the world. Um, and it's annually also. I, I was annually. annually. Yeah. Yes. And so it's really cool. and um, it's one of the reasons why I like why we game is like seeing an announcement there. And so uh, what are some of the memorable moments that you have for, for, for E3? Uh, uh, one, you know, and this is, you know, a little bit of backstory. I, I didn't own or purchase my, I take that back. I didn't purchase my own console until roughly 2006. Um, after I, I say I became an official adult. So right on, I think, right. and what, you know, what console was that? I, I got an Xbox because all of my friends had Xboxes and, and gaming was what we did. Um, so I remember, I think his name was Don Matrick. I mm-hmm. think, yeah, I think it was Don Matrick. He's talking about uh, Xbox is about to have this online requirement. And I was like, man, that's going to suck because I would take my <laughs> Xbox all over the place. and you it didn't require an internet connection and he's he's going he's just going on this rant and defending this point and then in the end let me i don't want to misquote this man let me look at it because i wrote it down he says uh you know people are just giving him so much backlash about it and he says fortunately we have a product for people who are able to get some who aren't aren't able able to get get some form form of connectivity it's It's called called an xbox Xbox 360 right And in my mind, you know, that was really the first time I ever felt some type of way watching, you know, an E3 conference or any type of, as a consumer, any type of like uh, gaming type of thing. I I don't even know the words for it right now, but I was like, man, this dude talking about don't get one of our new consoles, still use your 360. (laughs) So... (laughs) Oh, that was definitely, yes, I remember that vividly. And then uh, one of the moments I want to talk about, piggybacks off of that, is when Sony roasted the fuck out of Microsoft right after that. Because also with the online, always online requirement that Microsoft yep. was talking about, is this lice, this complex licensing, um, basically with how you can like share your games, games or use games. 
Right. Then Tony comes up with this video like, use games as simple as having one dude hand his disc to the next guy. It's like, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It was so incredible. It's like, it was part of the, one of the biggest shifts in public favor, game, in public favor in the gaming sphere that we've seen in a long time. Like, uh, Microsoft has been ruling from that moment since then. It's like only lately have they been, you know, getting back that public favor of um, becoming back in the game's good graces. And part uh, of, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say my my other. I got one more moment too that kind of. All right. Was, uh, b- well, b- before you get to that moment, I don't know. I uh, don't want you to forget, but I want to go ahead and get my li- uh, my moment in. One of the things I love about E three. Is the live music like they'll bring a band on or they'll bring a guitarist on? Like they did the trailer for Ghost of Sushi. I don't know how to pronounce Ghost of Tsushima. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. And they had the the white dude and all of the you know the the attire and people were roasting him like, hey, look at this white dude. What do you know about all this? But he was like killing it with the flu, you know. That flu game was tough. Yeah. Hey, and like what they was roasting him, he was apparently you know like one of the top people of that instrument. So it was really cool seeing that. And like one of my favorite moments was. they had the um, orchestra playing the Halo music, and um, I my first Xbox was a 360, so I never had an Xbox original. But I did play Halo, you know, lawn parties and things like that. And so that original Halo thing, that dun, 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 like <laughs> that right there, including the live band. Yes, yes, yes. That was that's one of those moments like. It's enjoyable. It brings a different element to it, and that's the type of moment that you watch E3 for. I would agree. I, I definitely agree. They always have some some very good musical moments. Even God of War. God of War's was amazing, and Red Dead Redemption. Indeed, indeed. So before I cut you off, what uh, moment did you want to bring up? Um, so the other moment, and I remember sitting in my house. I think it was. I can't remember the year, but it was it was essentially it was the first time I think it was the beginning of the end of third party console exclusivity, really um, game title wise, like Final Fantasy was no longer just on Sony. I, I could play it on Xbox, you know, and I remember seeing that announcement. I think it was Final Fantasy 13 when it first happened. And I was like, man, I could I could finally get it on my Xbox, you know, and I, <laughs> I think. I think that was a huge shift during that time where games were no longer, it was uh, not as practical anymore for games to be exclusive to one console. Right, because it would be way too much. And indeed, the, the reactions to that, it was like, wow, this is right. really happening. And right. people were legit upset. Uh, yeah, nobody. Yeah, that upset that they were losing an exclusive to uh, a console, which made no sense. But, you know. <laughs> oh, and uh, another one that I wanted to bring up: the meme itself. My body is ready. Oh, the Nintendo guy. Yeah. Yes, Reggie feels yeah. a me. One of the few noticeable black people in the industry. Um, Let's do a uh, what we call a body check on somebody. So today, I think we'll do it with Reggie. 
My body, my body is ready. Yeah, that was a particularly funny one. <laughs> oh, and so and then the last memorable well, it's not the last memorable moment, but the moment that is like always will stick out in my brain. Um was Sony's E3 conference. I forget which year it was. I want to say 2015. The E3 of Dreams. Uh, the one where they first announced Final Fantasy VII Remake. The Last yeah. Garden. And Shinmu 3. It's one of those ones where it's like, this can't be real. I and, mean, they were on it. Yes, it was incredible. It was like, bro, we've been, either we've been waiting for this for so long, or it's been a rumor and it's here. It's and as we rotate to the hilarious moments during E3, uh, one of my favorite hilarious moments comes from that moment. During the Shinmu 3 announcement, they're panning to the crowd, and everyone's flipping out, and it's this guy standing up. He's towering above everyone else, and he's, like, crying. He is uh, just so emotional. <laughs> and I was like, it's amazing. I'm like, wow, I wish I loved anything as much as this guy loves Shinmu 3 because it was so incredible. He was heavily invested. I remember seeing that all over the internet. <laughs> oh, man. What game announcement would provoke you to just be start crying like this is your next child like this is your present? You know, I don't, I don't have, I've never experienced that with a game announcement but I would say that Last of Us scene in the beginning, that does that to me. But I ain't ever, they've been like, yo, Last of Us 2 coming out. And I'm in the back standing over everybody crying, you know, in the corner of the room like, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my. Listen, there's two that I can really think about. The very first one was when, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's when, it's when Jamie Foxx and Zach Efron were at three E3 and they were what? yeah man it is it is cringy i mean it's it's like man if you ever get the chance to watch the video <laughs> look after this google Jamie Foxx and Zach Efron interested in battlefield they have these two <laughs> dudes right there in front of this big battlefield thing and the dude is asking them questions about the game like hey man Jamie Foxx what are you going to bring into this game? What are you going to what are you going to build out on your person to take with you in the battle? And everybody that plays it, you know, that plays video games know they talk about my man's kit. Like, yo, how you going to how you going to spec your person out? What what guns you going to use all of that? This man goes dead into the camera and he's like, uh, courage and swagger. <laughs> I'm going to take it uh courage and hemp. <laughs> Him. I don't know. Um, swagger and courage. Yeah, there you go. Swag, courage. But yeah, man, that that was wild. And then like you, I, I had a real, it was real, another real cringy and uncomfortable when they did the Wii U Symphony. Not the yes. live symphony. <laughs> yeah, but when they were like, okay, you get the drums and we all got re- remotes out here and all this wild stuff like you get the drums you get the flute thingy and they're just up there trying to like sell it and you're like bro please get off the stage just just stop it was the we and that's one of the things I like to bring up the we demonstrations the connect demonstration were always bad oh horrible 
like when playing a video game, you look like a bona fide nerd, like a lame, no matter what you're doing. And now you have items in which you're pantomiming movements and you just look like a lame. And then, so I don't know if you remember when Microsoft bought out Connect. It was uh, the one guy, I forget who he was. He was like, Have you ever wondered what the bottom of a bottom of an avatar looks like? Well, bam! There it is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) One of my favorite things about E3, and we're going to branch over to uh, why we enjoy E3. And one of my favorite things about E3 is that human element. Hands down, I would agree with that. I I would say uh, my particular why I enjoy E3 moment is uh, I just really really like seeing all the new stuff coming out even if i'm not interested in it like oh man that's cool somebody's thinking about doing that um, right and again like you're saying the connect i never thought there would be a time where i would be standing in my living room playing fruit ninja you know like <laughs> actively standing and slashing and doing that so uh that's cool to me i appreciate that a lot i appreciate the software and all the effort that goes into that um but i'm really excited now that it's open to the general public Indeed. In in the 20 something odd years, I think it's been out for 26 years. It's only been open to the public for four and then te- technically three because there was there wasn't one last year. So, you know, now you and I, we can roll up in there, you know, with these other 70,000 attendants and check out E3 and get that, you know, human interaction and that first party uh, experience. I think that I think that's a really dope platform to be able to do that now. Yes, yeah, it feels really cool. But it is a magical bit. And the announcements, the excitement, the trailers, it, it's the big moments that renews the excitement for gaming. <laughs> I always feel like E3 is one of the moments where it's like, yes, this is summer. I wish someone would drop a game like as soon as E3 is over so I can start playing games now because you're like, you that hype, but it, the hype does care, carry you. I'm mean, all the way hype. Yes, and so it gives you something to look forward to in the August, September, October, November months. And so um, that is it for our E3 discussion. And so thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this is Adam Vice. And, uh, Blurbox. Yeah, and it's been fun again. The new, the new show is Super Party Chat. Thank you guys again. Have a great day. The South Congress Podcast.